Ooh, that looks tasty. Support for Boards and Brews comes from Sovereignty. Play board games in a 3D environment on any device. Play smarter. Welcome, folks, to The Hungry Gamer is back with another episode of Boards and Brews. And today I am joined by the coolest guy I met at PAX U, Mr. Dare I say, Doctor. I don't know if he's a doctor. I want to say Doctor. Aaron Bradley of the Game Enthuse, who was my morning companion every day. He would put up with me for about half an hour and he'd go off and do important person stuff. But really glad to have you join us. And so before we can jump right in, first off, we're on boards and brews. So what is your brewed beverage of choice today? Uh, I had a like a bunch of tea, but I drank it all. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well that, that that's good because I um had to it, it's still early morning here. Well, it's eleven, wow. but uh early-ish here. So I gotta had to take my wife out to get her car because you know cars are always broken. So I just have a nice half-finished cappuccino because I, I thought we were doing this an hour earlier, and so I'm just all out of sorts. All right, so the rapid fire questions everybody gets the first time on. Who the crap are you? What is your channel? What is your shtick? And how and why did you get started in the media game? Okay, so who am I? Um, let me just say, first of all, Will, I thank you for inviting me. And it's weird to hear somebody say my full government name on a podcast because <laughs> normally that never happens. It's fine. It's okay. I'll, I don't want to, you know, to distract early on, but I've been doing video game stuff like forever. And I've only was pretty much known by my first name, but because the Borgen community is so much smaller, it makes complete sense why more people are known by their full names. It's just, it, it, it's fine. So anyway, I told you, you're, you're big time. You get your full I, name I, on I, here. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. You're very important. <laughs> to me, but <laughs> that's <about laughs> to myself. <laughs> uh, so who am I? I'm Aaron. Um, yeah, like I just kind of said, I have been, um, oh, my channel is gameenthuse.com. And I've been doing, I've been podcasting since 2010, I think. I started started doing it. We're on episode 400 and something now. We've been doing it for a little while. Um, my shtick. Um, as I said before, I came from like just pure, you know, nerdy culture stuff, video games, probably video games. So the fact, so my friends still kind of cajole me because I've trend, I've injected more board game stuff into the show because my interests changed. They they broadened. So of course I'm gonna to try to have more board game content and things like that in the show. And they're not they're, they're people who like they like board games. They're fine with board games, but they're not enthusiastic about them. Not like I am, not like we are, which is fine. I'll win them over eventually. Yeah, I'll uh, say or, or you just you know get get new co-hosts. No, these are my buddies, so no, I can't do that. What no, no, no. They, 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 they were your buddies they until they weren't playing board games. <laughs> why? Why didn't you call me? Well, you didn't. You didn't roll those dice. <laughs> You're yeah, out. You know. Remember how I said we were going to do Twilight Imperium, starting yes. at midnight. Remember how I said that, and you didn't show up. Yeah. Do the words that's "dead" to me mean anything to you, buddy? That's a long time to. I mean, that's that's a, that's pretty late for that kind of game. I've never I've never even played Twilight Imperium. Nope. Um, I, we we talked about it in the last episode, uh, and the guy he loves it. Um, and he said they set up a whole thing where they were going to go 10 hours max. And if they got to the 10 hour mark, they were going to do one more turn. And then whoever was, was in the lead would win. I'm like, that is, 
that is that that is a job with overtime. Like that's yeah, I don't I don't want to really do any one thing for that long other than maybe sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't. <laughs> yeah. But I I've not played it. Maybe I play it and love it, but I don't I cannot if I have a day to game, I probably don't want to play one game. But that's just yeah. me. Yeah, I usually want to I I tap out, you know, if, there's a few games I'll play that, you know, are in between three and four hours. Like, I'll do it. But usually I want to be done in 90 to two hours. Exactly. I'm more of a quantity, you know, kind of, let's get three games in this four-hour session. You know, whatever. Teach them wrong. That, that's fine. Um, why did I get into uh, into the media game? Um, well, I, I got in it kind of because of the video game stuff. So I've been, you know, I've been doing reviews and podcasting and previews, not necessarily previews, but making YouTube content for that forever. And then the pandemic hit and well, I, I got bit by the board game bug a couple of years ago. So started just learning as much as I could, buying a lot of games, playing a lot of games. And then once I was sitting at home for a year, AKA 2020, um, I was like, well, I should just make some more board game content. So I just started doing that. So, yeah. So what, what, what was the game that 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 bit you that that got oh, you in? Do you remember? Good question. Uh, that game is called Vi, V Y E. It is an area control game. Oh, you are so <laughs> mild mannered and nice. I would not see you as a cutthroat area control type person. And it's funny. I have a question at the bottom of uh, of the outline actually about mechanics. I'm kind of I'm probably showing my hand here. It's not my favorite mechanic. I I often don't really like area control, but I played this game with my kids at this local convention at one of the Smithsonian's. And I live in the DC area and I bought it and we, my family really latched onto it. We already liked it. You know, you have, you have cards and there's like, a, there's a, each card is like a set of four. And if somebody puts out more than one of the same card uh, adjacent to each other, you, you gain control. You put your little color peg on it. But if I have the third or fourth one to complete or continue that set, I remove your control of it and I have control of it. Disrespectful. Exactly. I mean, it, it's an air control just hurts when like when you see something growing and it's working out for you, and then all of a sudden, like one person's move, and you're like done. It's like, wow, how do I replan and, and get back into it? Anyway, Vi was the game that kind of just got me, just pulled me in. I mean, I, I have the ubiquitous stuff. I have the monopolies and the the Uno, all that kind of stuff that a lot of people already have. But that was sort of the hobbyist game that was like. I like this. What else is there? And then, you know, then I picked up uh cool and then I picked up, you know, and it just it just went on from there. And then 400 games later, here we are, you know. Yeah, you had to buy a new house so you could store your games. I re- that was my rationale. Well, I gotta put the game somewhere, right, honey? Oh, okay. Well, I won't lie, when we were moving into uh, our new place, we had a small townhome that you know we were thrilled to have, and then we were I hate the term starter house, but it was our starter house and we specifically were looking for a place of where it was you know i get to have a game room wherever it was that we went you know it's not a very big game room it's small you know it's like one of those bedrooms at at the airbnb you can put a bed there and that's about it but you know the this particular house had no doors on any of the closets for the people who were here before had some physical challenges so doors were very hard but so like behind behind me for people who are watching not just listening like that's a closet behind me where I just shoved all those little shelves in there. So, um, you know, which has allowed me to expand my collection by like 
a lot. And then it kind of blows up for a bit. I'm like, oh my God, get it out, get it out. But we, we were talking about that before, before we started. I'm, I've been, I, I love having an empty space on my shelves. I'm very jealous. You showed me a shelf at the beginning that was just, has like one game just sitting on it. Well, honestly, the reason why I said with the empty is because the table behind me has so many things off it that I plucked. It's not that empty. Yeah, the table. Yeah, he just showed me that the table behind him is a is a horror show of of boxes. <laughs> it kind of is. Having done, you know, YouTube content before, I figured, well, let me try my hand at making content for for board games, and I don't know. And here we are. All right, so m- m- moving along. What have you been playing recently? And then what's on your table right now? Though I have now seen everything is on your table right now. But, you know, maybe trim it down a little bit. When you say what's on the table, you mean what is going to be, what have I, what is going to be next to Yeah, yeah. So, so I assumed you meant. Yeah. So I'll jump in. So, like, I've been playing a couple different games lately, but those, those are put away. And right now I have two games literally set up on two different tables that's like next to go. So, um, I'll, I'll jump on the first one I've been playing lately is actually one I picked up at PAX called Studies and Sorcery. I like from, that uh, Weird Giraffe Games. Did you wind up picking up one of those? I should have picked up a copy. I did a preview for it. I should have picked up a copy from Carla when I was there. I had to bug her after I got back, got back home and said, I forgot to get one. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, have, I have it sitting. It's That's on the table as well. Yeah. So I, I grabbed that because I did a demo while I was there. And Carla's really cool. Like she I is. really, I really like her. Um, I hadn't actually met her before, but I was at the at PAX really early because I took a red eye out and I was just kind of sitting up outside the media room playing. Actually, I was playing Mouse Cheese, then the solo mode. She walked over and was like, You're William, right? I was like, Yes. She's like, I'm Carla. Can I play? I was like, Absolutely. Because she was waiting for the person with all the games to show up so she could set up her booth. But I did a demo with them of it because it's, I guess it's their, their latest one to come out. And so for people who don't know, it is a set collection, kind of contract fulfillment, drafting style game where you are a student at the dark arts university or whatever, trying to finish your thesis. And it's just very quick. You have these contracts that need, you know, bones and maybe jewelry, whatever it is, uh, earthworms that you're digging out of the grave to fulfill these little projects, which might give you powers. And just kind of going through, digging into the graves, digging into the graves more and more and, you know, fulfilling these sets. Now, I haven't played it multiplayer yet. I'm excited to play with my wife, but I haven't only played some of the solo and I'm really digging it. You know, that's also uh, a good pun. I, see, uh, I was going to say, uh, I didn't mean to do that, but, but, you know, sure it's, you didn't. it's, it's really, it's an intensely pleasant game to play solo. It's just I could put it out like I was watching TV the other day. And I was playing as it was going on. Just real, real, real nice, real gentle. And I know you've played that before, right? Yeah, no, it's good. I, I did a, a Kickstarter preview for it. It is a very fun game. I, I did it when it was called something. I did a really early on uh, preview for it. No, it, it is. It, is it was fun. called it, Please, Please Preview This, Aaron, was the name <laughs> of the game. Yeah. No, no, that's not what it's called. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really move the needle. I'm glad people even include me. But um. No, it, it is fun. It's just when you do play uh, multiplayer, you'll be much more cognizant. I mean, I'm sure you're cognizant of solo mode, but you'll be that much more cognizant of the moon phases that are going on because you'll, you'll look at that big contract that either has the ability that you really want or the, the point that you really want. It's like how, if that stuff isn't coming up, you're like, well, what can I scramble and get some points really fast because the clock is ticking. 
Yeah. The, so. yeah. The one thing that I noticed when I was playing through the solo and I, I've just been doing like the pure solo solo, not even with like the little bot you can get just as I'm learning it. I was thinking oh, as just the, going, the point, just, just yeah, yeah. Just the point. Okay. Which, yeah, which is not my favorite type of Euro solo, but for learning the game. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's it's great, you know. But as I'm going through, I'm thinking, boy, so much more interesting when everybody's going through those piles and adding more and more cards onto the, yep. uh, the grave piles there. And it just seems like it's going to go a lot. You're going to create a lot more stuff because those piles are seemingly are always going to be bigger and bigger. But uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know. But so that's the one I've been playing the most lately. You been playing anything lately? I have. Well, it's it's funny. I played since I got back from PAX. I don't know about you, but like I need a couple of recovery days, and I had stuff for my job. I haven't been playing honestly that much since I've been back, which is a shame because there's so many things that need to be played. But there was stuff on my table that I need to be playing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll come around to that. So the other one I've been playing was another one I also played at Weird uh, demoed at Weird Draft, and I just bought a copy when I got back called Tumble Town. I love that game. That's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, and I didn't know anything about it, but I just went back by just to say hello again to Carla if I could catch her, and she wasn't there. And the guy there just kind of gave me a demo. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And again, this is another one for anybody who doesn't know. It's a bit of a set collection style game. It says with dice, and you're going to take the dice, and you're actually going to stack them up in the shapes of buildings along this main street of this old, old west town. And each building that you build is going to give you different powers. And this is another one I've only played it with the the, the solo mode as I'm you know, was learning. I was sitting sitting uh, last night and I had all this other stuff that I was set up on my table. So I was sitting on the floor like this is what I've come to. I filled up wow. all my tables with the games to play. I was like, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, my, my wife was out was out with a friend for dinner. I was like, I'm going to make some meat and I'm going to sit on the floor. And play Vegetables, game. starch, just the meat. Just, no, <laughs> just no, the meat. <laughs> I made uh, two fillets, so I wrapped some bacon around them. Hey, I right. Yep, I made those. As my wife's fault, she wasn't here. She couldn't have the second one, but I couldn't let it go to go to waste. That, that, that'd be criminal. Right. Uh, and then I sat on the floor and played Tumbletown last night. So I don't know if that makes me really cool or like really not cool. I don't know. But so I've been digging that one, and it sounds like. You dig that one, and you you played it. Oh, I played. I've played it so well. Played with my two youngest. My only complaint about that game is just when you you know it, it ends. So it doesn't end too fast. But every time it ends, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want more. But I get it. I mean, it's it's you make those decisions, do the best you can do with the time you have. Because when those dice run out, it's just like, oh man, I had plans. Well, my, my town could have been so pretty. And that that's a fantastic game. Well, I found I, I kept what I kept doing, and I played. I think I played three times last night. Is oh wow, okay. Oh, solo. You know, it's when you yeah. play that thing solo. It's like a twenty minute game. It is quick. But I was sitting there, and I kept building my town, and then I didn't have space to put the other stuff in. Like at the end of the game, suddenly I was drawing cards just to get the dice because I'd left only single spaces across the board you know the where you can uh, but you do get a point if you have a space between the buildings right but that's not a whole lot of points yeah it's one point even the crap house is worth two points you know so what i'm saying is i'm not good at the game is is what i'm really getting at here i don't know if i'm good at it i just like it i don't even know if i'm yeah you know it's funny i mentioned that i didn't play a whole lot of stuff since i've been back but i did play a whole lot of things 
while I was actually at the show. So I, I guess I should maybe expound on those. I don't know. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Do you, uh, you know, I, I just tossed out two. Give give us two or three. Okay, sure. Um, I actually played, I'll moment I'll, well, Sebastian because we'll get into that in a second. I played uh, Trials, which I, I've never played Parks. And I did pick up Trials, a Target sale a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And it's been sitting on my show. And uh, Key Master Games, I believe, is the publisher. I'm walking around. I see it. I really like that game. I don't, I know that Trials was sort of uh, taking parks and sort of distilling it down to some core mechanics to sort of make a smaller game. And it, 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 I feel like the guy demoing it said like Target was kind of like, can you make a game that's like this, but just smaller? <laughs> and that's yeah, sort maybe. of how Trials they, they, they had the, uh, uh, the designer was there doing a lot of the demos. So you might've actually demoed with, with Henry. Well, you were no, no, Henry was gone because the guy was mentioning Henry. Oh, I see. But he wasn't there. But yeah, I, I would. It was actually Henry. Him. He just talks about himself in the third person. That'd you be know. really weird. He's hey, he in the rock. <laughs> well, you know, I, I did uh, late at night demo uh, another game that he's working on. It's called Cosmoctopus. It's okay. the cosmic octopus that lives in the inky realm, and you are trying to free it from the inky realm. So I mean, like. That's some weird stuff. That is, I'm intrigued, but that is weird. It was a lot of fun. So I'm just saying, but you wouldn't think the guy that does Parks and Trails is also got a Cosmic Octopus game, you know, just kind of lurking some under the surface. So maybe it was him. He was like, oh boy, that, that Henry is just, he's great. Yeah, he designed a great game here. He was just kind of selling it to you the whole time. I mean, the same designer of, was it Nitwit, the word game, the word party game, was the same designer of Pandemic. So, you know, sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you got like Vlada Shavadal who did code names at Mage Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And and did he also do Gal and Galaxy Trucker? And Galaxy Trucker. I didn't really, I forgot he did. I don't have that. I'm curious. I don't have that one. With uh, Mage Knight? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I've been, I'm told there's an app coming at some point and I'll try that. Because the big thing I've heard is the setup on that game is just a bear. Yeah, it seems a little intense. And I don't, I don't have time for that. That's not true. I play dungeon crawls, but still, I like to pretend I don't have time for that. I, we all do. Uh, what else did I play? Um, I played some Enchanted Plumes. I actually played that with uh, Tim from Meepleville Cafe. He and I were chit-chatting, and I pulled out Enchanted Plumes. He had never played it before, so I never even heard of it. What is that? That is a game where um, you are designing peacocks to earn points. You're trying to, the, the game ends when the peahen card is revealed, but basically you are, you have a, a card full of like feathers, feather cards, and they have points on them. And the first row of any peacock you build is going to always be negative points. So you want the lower value cards at the top, and you want the higher value cards throughout for the rest of the peacock. But there's six, eight different colors. Maybe there's eight different colors. And the subsequent rolls of feathers you make for any individual peacock that you create has to be comprised of colors in the previous row. So if you only have blue, yellow, green, you can't have purple be in the row underneath it because it wasn't the row above it. Very fun. But it's it gets a little crunchy is a wrong word, but it, it 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 because it's based on it's a peacock theme, it's very pretty, very aesthetically pleasing, and that sort of belies some of the decisions you have to make of just like, oh, this is not just a, a walk in the park, but it's not difficult at all. But sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do here because I either have to incur a whole bunch of negative points I don't want to, start another peacock, which is automatically negative points because you go from the top down 
don't know. Very fun game. I don't know if, uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, no, never, it's called, called Plumes? Enchanted Plumes. Enchanted Plumes. Yeah, not just yeah. normal plumes. No one wants anything to do with yeah, that. Yeah, you, you want Enchanted. That, that's yeah. if, if at all possible. Right, yeah. So the, the game games, I got two on my table right now. So I'll, I'll start with one. And that is, uh, I got Final Girl all set up to try. And mm-hmm. did you know Final Girl? I walked by the booth. I did not get a chance to really check it out, though. Yeah, so I haven't haven't played it yet, but uh, they, they were kind of semi semi home with the, the core box and then two of the films. And the kind of the fun thing about it is, maybe it's not fun. The core box is like the VHS player. Mm-hmm. You actually have to get a movie to play with it. I think they have like eight different ones. So and they're all they're all mixed and match. So I got two of the movies to kind of stick into the little VHS player, and each box is you know they're all if you're listening this is very boring but you know they're all very small little boxes and so the it's a solo only game dice chucker i'm told it's similar to hostage negotiator in the way it works but you're running around this tiny little map and the boxes are really cool like the maps are you actually are magnetically attached to those boxes like the box that is held up and you pull off each side one side's got the the horror trope villain health board or whatever on there and the other side has the actual map that you're playing playing around on and you are the uh, archetypal final girl from the horror movie, you know, like the one that's going to survive at the end. There's always the one. And it's like, you've had enough and you're going around and you're trying to kill the killer before the killer, you know, kills you, or I guess maybe kills too many other people. But I, I think maybe since it's that is final girl, you can actually have everyone be killed, but everyone I know who's played it loves it. So I got that literally set up right behind me on the table. So that, that's my first one. Well, what do you got uh, got coming up next? Uh, Blazon, a prototype of Blazon from 25th century. Yep. I got uh, that sitting right over there in the corner, too. It showed up. I was waiting for him when I got home. Oh, okay. I, mine might have been. I didn't get to the post office for a couple of days. But, yeah, I got to dig into that one. So I'm, I'm glad to know if I have questions. I can bug them and bug you. I'm sure I'm, well, you, you, you're starting it next. So you, you mean to say that you will be sending me your video so I don't have to read the rules is what I'm getting from this, right? I, I I said that. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what everybody heard. You know, you're just oh. gonna can you just oh. tell me what I think about it and I'll just move on, right? <laughs> yeah, it looks interesting. Um I don't know. I I'm looking forward to that one. I like a lot of the games that 25th century uh puts out. So yeah, I, I I do as well. I really enjoyed um the most recent one, uh, On the Rocks. Yeah, um, yeah, I played that only solo. I've not played that with anybody else. Yeah, I, my, my biggest regret about On the Rocks is, besides the fact that they're marbles and you don't, wouldn't want to take that to a bar, you can't take it to a bar because if the lights get dim, you have no idea what color those marbles are. Did you mention that? In a, you did a video for it. Yeah, right? yeah, I, I just I'm did. I'm pretty sure you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, because I was when I was playing, a buddy of mine, uh, he's the designer of uh, Backyard Chickens, which is a game that should be fulfilling sometime kind of soon. But we were playing outside and it was starting to get dark. I said, oh, we're going to have to stop. I was like, why? So you have to be able to tell the colors. And I said, what are you talking about? I was like, that's green. That's blue. He said, okay, shine the light on it. They're both red. <laughs> like it just did not even close. But so, yeah, so I, I got blazing also. For anybody who doesn't know, you think you're making like medieval crests, I think, is the idea. I, I think, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. As you kind of emblazon your shield, I guess, is is the the play on the term i guess yeah that's sort of the theme yeah and then the second one i got i just so the box was waiting for me no 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 the box showed up like two days after i got home 
but I was waiting for the rules and this and the mission book to show up. Mm. And that is, and you might know a little more about this because you're a video game guy. It's based on a video game IP called Deep Rock Galactic. I've played that game. I'm not is, good at it, but I played it. Is it fun? Um, it it is. It's not really my speed, but I, I get the appeal. Yeah, you're so, collecting minerals and resources and killing bugs, a wave of bugs every now and then. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that, that showed up. It's a, it's a dungeon crawler, but it's not a campaign, very specifically. Everyone is a one-off, which is immediately kind of attractive to me because I got plenty of long-term campaign games that I've been playing through. In fact, as I, I can look around, I can see four long-term campaigns that I'm in the middle of. So this is just set it up, you go, you play, and the kind of the big shtick behind it is there's no doors between rooms. You have to mine your way through the walls if you want to get to some of the other rooms. That's interesting. Yeah, like, so you, it actually has a little, you know, hex-based room, whatever shapes. They're not squares. They're just all oddly shaped. I guess they're like supposed to be caves. But then you will actually leave blank space in between them. And so if you want to go to that hidden room, you got to mine your way through the wall. And it looks like, I, I just read the rules, it looks like it's very tight on your resources. Every time you shoot, you're using your ammo and you start with like four ammo. So you have to actually mine resources so you can call in like the ammo resupplies all the time. And it just seems like it's really, really tight on all the resources. And I'm hoping it's going to be fun. I think it's either going to be really fun or just like aggressively fine. Aggressively. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is, this is like, so well, this is actually just okay. I didn't realize it was that popular. I mean, I, I, I remember hearing about it coming up, but I guess I, I forgot. I didn't think it was that popular, but you know, what do I know? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't, well, I, I hadn't heard of it, but as I posted some pictures, like I now that I've read the rules, I understand like people are, would all these comments would show up like, you know, rock and stone or something, which apparently is like a thing that they say in the, the video game all the time. So it seems like it's got a small, but very loyal fan base. Um, clearly yeah i mean if they i'm sure they did some kind of research to see like hey what is the viability of this of us making this thing and people are like very vocal yeah, i mean I, I and i do like uh i do like like my space dwarves i didn't know i like space dwarves but now that i'm seeing the space dwarves mm -hmm. i like my space dwarves all right what, what, what else you got back there behind you all right um i did a preview for this before but uh for kickstarter but it didn't quite take so sort of a redo so um uh, I don't know if you know Tate Wu. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Boba Mahjong, he has the new art for it. So I, that's on my table to do another video for for that. I actually got a chance to play that with him. He beat the crap out of me, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I I did a video on Cleocatra Macaron. Sitting yeah. To, to somewhere behind me. Uh, actually, he's sort of local to here. He's in L.A. and he popped up to a local small convention. And I got to play one of one that he's looking at for the future about like frogs jumping around. Everybody's making a frog. I don't know three different frog games that are being worked on right now. I've played two. Well, now, and have you played Cosmic Frog? I've not played Cosmic Frog. Which is the only frog game that needs oh. to exist. It All is, right. I've been informed. I, I, it, I mean, it's pure chaos. It's just. Hello? Yes, Will says that the, the that it are it's already here. So you you can stop working on it, work on something else. Go for it. Make a game with toads. All right, yeah, but but make a game with chodes. 
toads. Oh, toads is very different. <laughs> um, might have to edit that two very different things. Also, yeah. that only works if you watch the video. So if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, <laughs> that would not have worked at all. <laughs> yeah, he just did a whole a whole scene where he where he picked up his phone and didn't actually put it to his ear. I mean, it was very very good. But yeah, so he makes just cute little games that they just work. And I, and I feel like after playing a couple of them, like it's he's a designer that you can almost just kind of like shotgun all his games, and then you'll find a couple in there that just really kind of speak to you. But so, but but Boba Mahjong is that is that your jam? I like it. It is set collection wrapped around a deep fried and more set collection. Do you like and Boba? Pattern building. Yeah. Oh, I love it. See, that's the see, that's where I, where it lost me. I think Boba is just. You don't like it? No, little booger things floating around in your drink that you're gonna suck up through a huge straw. Ugh. It's 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 fantastic. What do you? This is the first I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No. It's not universal, obviously. So yeah. yeah. Well, I'm out here in California where like people love their boba. Like there's boba places all over. Like you want to go get I mean, boba? And like no. Like, two bubble places around here i mean there's others but this i don't think it's quite as plentiful in maryland as it would be in uh, no i could probably I, I bet if i pulled up you know my google map i could probably bike to at least six different boba places wherever if I wanted. that's a lot of boba that's yeah that's that, a that, lot that's of little copious amounts of boba yeah it's a lot of little drink boogers floating around through big straws oh, drink boogers <laughs> That that's one way of looking at it, but yeah, yeah. And I hope I hope next um, that you have boba. You don't you don't think about that because I'd feel I won't. I, I like it. I'll I'll block out almost everything. You said. No, I'm just kidding. I was gonna ask you, have you played Cat Sudoku? Also made by Tate. No, I have not played that one. I've heard that one's a lot of fun. But now Sudoku is also is not not really my jam because I'm really bad at it. So I just kind of it's not really Sudoku in the same kind of way that. Boba Mahjong isn't really it's Mahjong to the extent of matching things but outside of that it's not a Mahjong game you know so you, are you are you gonna, you gonna give us the hard pitch on Cat Sudoku here or you just kind of I have not played it because I got got a chance to play Boba Mahjong with Tate Wu uh, at PAX you know I was just chatting with him and I said hey you know he actually sent me a copy of Cat Sudoku so it's sitting on my on the table but uh, I'm looking forward to trying it out. There is a solo mode in there. I'll probably try that before I try to teach anybody else how to play. But I, I like I like rolling rights too. So I'm I if you say it's rolling right, I'm probably gonna try, even if it's like if you say it's the worst one ever. Let's 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 find out. Uh, so yeah, I, I usually need 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 the hard sell on on rolling rights, which is why the fact that I like Hadrian's Wall, which is not roll, but you know something right that is like one of the top games on my list to get i have not played it I'm oh, intrigued. oh my gosh it's gonna make you feel like you are so smart it's amazing wow okay i like that feeling like you know how some games make you feel like you're dumb yes you play photosynthesis <laughs> no i haven't good because i've heard it makes you feel like you're dumb but the uh hadrian's wall makes you feel like you're smart because it at least once even in your first game you're just going to do this you'll have a moment where you start spending your little resources and filling in boxes and it just keeps going. You spend your one black one and you get a blue one for doing that. You spend the blue one is going to give you a yellow one. You're going to spend that yellow one is going to give you a stone. You're going to spend the stones and give, and this goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And you feel like, wow, I am so good at games. Even if you, I I love that feeling of the game. Even if I lose, it's just that when you combo stuff up together, it's just like, this is, this is, this is why I play games. 
Yeah, and I was playing through the solo campaign a little bit, testing it out that they put out. You can download from BGG, probably their website also, I don't know. But, and I was going through and, and I felt like I was doing so well, like just great. And I scored 40, which is not a good score. And I posted a picture of it on social media. And people were like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're terrible at games. I was like, no, no, I'm really smart. You didn't see the moves I made to get this 40 points. I am so good. Are these people who know you, like, were they, they were, they were just messing with you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's not. It, well, I think there was I a couple, so. there, there's a couple people that I don't know that are like, you're terrible. But, you know, it's the internet, right? Yeah. You know, you, people could, they could choose their words, you know, carefully, like. You yeah, no, most, try this. Yeah, no, most of them were like uh, other people I know, like uh, Alex Rad Radcliffe, you know, who's been mm. on the, the show twice. Like he he just sent me a message. He's like, you do know that's like a terrible score, right? I was like, you be quiet. You be quiet. Like you. <laughs> yeah. You, or if you're learning a game, that that that's how it is. I mean, you don't. Oh no, no, no! I've played this game. I don't know forty times. Like it, it was just. Oh. It was just yeah. bad. Well, see, Sometimes that's just like that. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing with the little solo campaign thing is it forces you to take other paths than you normally do because you can i find in that game you can kind of because there's so many options but you can kind of fall into a a rhythm you know i'm going to do this path then this path i'm going to get a really good score it's real easy to do that but this little campaign thing it forces you to build your engine in new ways and when you're trying to do that you can just like fall apart it's great i mean that's trial and error i mean that that makes sense it wasn't like you had done the same thing you've done the other 39 times and just all of a sudden it just didn't work. You try something different. So yeah. So yeah, you you have to get that one. You just if you like rolling rights, you're gonna love it. All right. It is it is on my list. I I, I will get it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get it, please. It's terrible. What's wrong with him? No, but, I'll get it, I'll play it, and I'll message you like, you know what? I, I've stopped everything else in my life to keep playing this game. So well, you, you might. I would actually because when I first got it, it was during because I'm a school teacher, it was during distance learning. And so when I would have a prep. A, you know prep period if i didn't have any grading to do i would just next to my my computer i would just have it sitting there and i'd just be play a whole game in my prep period or a whole two games at lunch it's very addictive it's great it plays great solo i actually was played it over zoom a few times with someone else who has a copy like it's just real it's great but that is not why we're here to talk about hadrian's wall we're not this is the first i've heard i thought no i did a whole episode on hadrian's wall with uh mark dainty a little while ago i think like nine people listened to it so if you're not one of those nine go back check it out a few episodes ago all right double digits yeah we well we this is number 18 or 19 what number is this this is episode 19 you're almost yeah so i don't know what's gonna happen at 20 it's got to be something big like what did you do at episode 20 something big and important that was like 10 years ago. Man. I have no idea. <laughs> Probably I'm, not. I know you just said you hit, you hit 400, which is insane to me. I didn't, I haven't really done any, like even when we hit like real milestones, we're like, yeah, let's just keep talking about nerdy stuff. All right, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. But so we don't really have much of a topic this. We usually try to have big topics, but you know, I just kind of threw this at you at the last minute. Say, hey, you want to come do the thing on Tuesday? You're like, yeah, I got nothing else to do. And so I had a little more excitement than that. Well, no. Oh really? Oh, I was just—I was just just reading it, you know. It's like, oh, you can't see them, but I have actual bells on, so I'm just. You know. <laughs> yeah, please don't stand up because that's all you have on. We're worried about. All right, but so what we're just kind of talking about is what we call games that have stand the test of time, because 
we both get a lot of games through. A lot of games show up that we buy or back or we're lucky enough to be given copies. And we run out of space. Like we were just, we we're joking, but we we're only half joking that Aaron's new house is already full of games. So what is it? What's that? I said load bearing games. Like they can't be moved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that, that's how you got the new house. It wasn't done. You just stacked yeah, up all your yeah. Tate, Tate Wu games for a nice thin. Well, I, um, I play those. So people, I, people, games I don't like, I stack, you know, but that oh. third monopoly over there, there you go. That wall will hold up now. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe you like Gloomhaven, but that just holds so much. I don't have Gloomhaven. Yeah, right. you don't need it. That's that's my. I, a buddy has it. Yeah, know. yeah, you don't need it. Jaws of the Lions were worth owning. Doesn't take up a lot of space, and you get the same fun mechanical goodness of it. But what is it that keeps a game coming back to your table? over and over again despite all the new hotness that comes through so what is the factor or what what, what are examples of games or both uh what, what are the, the factors that that um, will, will make it come, come back for you and then you know so some some games too is good i'd say uh one of the contributing factors i would uh probably be um just having success you know something where i've cracked the code if you will i've, I've played it enough such that I have a strategy that seems sound and it's repeatable and I, I like the result and I want to do it again. So it's like, Hey, let's, let's pull that back down. And if, whether I win or lose, I lose a lot. I teach games to my, my wife and kids and they just seem to like get into it. And then I'm like, Oh, I scored four. What'd you get? 39. I'm like but how? <laughs> so I guess I'm a good teacher, but um, yeah, I just success. And on the flip side of that also abject failure sometimes can if i haven't quite got my hands on or that mechanic hasn't really hit me if it you know if it hasn't hit me, you know i I'm, i'll keep trying again and again so like, oh, okay now i get it so i feel like those two opposite kind of factors can can mean something will hit the table rather frequently or regularly yeah well what's a game that that you just couldn't wrap wrap your brain around that kept coming back recently it was just you were just terrible at there hasn't been one lately but there was okay. There was a game when I first started getting into more hobby games, uh, hobbyist games, I should say, called Winterborn from Talon Strike Studios. I almost picked up a copy of that, but I couldn't get a demo. Every time I walked by, they were they were busy. Ah, gotcha. Um, that was one that was you know, there's a rondelle. You're doing resource management and all that kind of stuff. And I played the solo mode, and I just being relatively new into hobbyist games, I'm reading the instructions like. What you know? I feel like if I pulled it out now, I'd be a lot better because I played played two hundred other games since. But at the time, I kept trying because I'm like, I don't get it. But then, it it did it did click with me, and uh, even though I haven't gone back to it, I I do enjoy it. But as when you first get into something like hobbyist games, there's some things or some mechanics are new to you, and you know, resource management is new, and you know you need more experience to really to really get. I hate to say this, get good. Yeah, well, I you know, there's one that was, was on my game of the year nominees that I just am terrible at, and it's Furnace, which is a really fun, inexpensive uh, engine builder. It's just you're you're drafting these cards, and you're putting them out, and then you can run these cards in whatever order that you want. And I'd be playing, and just everyone around the table is just like these making these huge amounts of money. And at the end, I'm like, all right, I did really well. I got twenty. I'm like, oh. That's nice. I had 20 after the first turn. What's wrong with you? But who are you I playing just, with? 
<laughs> Smart people, apparently. But it's just it's just so much fun. I, I keep I just kept going back to it over and over. I took it with me on to science camp and played with another teacher. And then I finally won because she'd never played before. I won twice. Did you explain then all I, the rules to her or were you like, I yeah, did you do thank this. You very much. There's only like three rules, but then she beat me every other time after that. Oh. So mm-hmm. I'm just bad at it, oh, but you're, you're a good teacher. I'm not ask my students, but it's well, uh, you're good at teaching furnace. Yes. I am a very good furnace teacher. Let's, you know, narrow that down, but yeah, I'm with you. Like I really wish that I would have, you know, what's going to happen when I finally play and like, it all really clicks for me and I actually score a good mm-hmm. score. I, I, I don't know. I'll be curious about if I want to go back to it after that. I think the big thing that brings games back for me is does my wife like them? Should have mentioned that as well. Oh, go ahead. But uh, cause you know, I tons of stuff comes through and she is very kind about, or has been very kind over the pandemic about testing these games with me. Cause usually I had other people I could test them with, but it's a lot harder, but ones that she really likes will never leave the shelf like bunny kingdom she really likes that game and so that will just will always be sitting right over here and point salad oh point salad that is point salad for me she and she's good at it so yeah yep and uh yeah i have have, i've not played that one which is that's an interesting game to me because point salad to so many people is a pejorative you're like, ooh, point salad, ooh, but I don't know. They made a whole game out of it, so it can't be that bad, right? I never really saw it as a, I didn't see it as honorific necessarily, but I didn't really see it as like a ding. I just meant, I thought it just meant, hey, you can score a bunch of ways. I, I never really took it as like a negative thing. I thought it was a good thing to allow players multiple paths to score. Yeah, that's what I always thought it was. But boy, a lot of people are like, ooh, it's a point salad. But so, yeah, so th- those kinds of things my, my wife likes. There's a lot of games, especially Euro games, that I enjoy. But if my wife doesn't like him, well, I, it'll get. I'll move on from it um, unless it has a really good solo. But there's not a ton of Euro games that have really good solos. Now, there's very, very, very few of them, in, in my humble opinion. But so there, there's that, and then of course there are um, dungeon crawls. I love those games so much. I have a very hard time getting rid of them because they're just if they have a good story. Even though I know the story, it's kind of like I've, you know, however many times I've read The Hobbit or something like, you know, I'll go, I know what's going to happen. Boy, I'll go back and dive back in. So those are the two things that'll really keep a game around for me. So the next, next question we had was, what is it that you look for when you're buying a game just for you, just to have, not to review? It may or may not ever get onto your channel, but what grabs you? I've already mentioned how much I really like Roland Wright's. So that and just really colorful dice. I'm just a sucker for those two. You know, I just <laughs> I, if I see those two things, I'm like, hey, let, let, let's give it a chance. <laughs> let, let, let's, not, let's not be hasty. You know, let, let's at least let's try it out. So I, I assume you have every copy of Sagrada then, because no, I are... just have the base. I just have the base Sagrada. I don't. I don't have all the expansions and stuff. But not that I'm averse to getting them. I just have the base game. So you just like the colorful dice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, there is coming sometime i don't remember what what month but they're putting out a sagrada legacy yeah i saw the box at the the floodgate games booth i took a picture he opened the box i looked at it but i couldn't take a picture of what's in the box (laughs) he was just like i'll show it to you but you can't you know really 
you know, we're not allowed at liberty to really go into too much about it. I am quite interested in drink. Yeah, the well, but inside the box, it's not very exciting looking, at least not the prototype, you know. But when you there wasn't it, much in it, honestly. But yeah, this is Ian, I forget his last name from but uh, B- Bertzall, uh, I believe. Bertzall, uh, the marketing his cars are a marketing manager from Flickgate. Yeah, uh, just the description of what is forthcoming definitely piqued my interest. I was like, oh, I'm not really a legacy game person either. What he said was kind of like, oh, okay. I, the idea of putting a sticker or tearing something for a game I purchased is no. It's hard. Well, you know, it gets I th- it gets a little easier because I just finished Betrayal Legacy, which we'd been playing. We started before the pandemic. Four of us, and sometimes five. And that, like, there's tiles that you're ripping up. And at the first few times, you're like, oh, God, that's hard. Oh, Except the guy who owned it, he's like, nope, rip. Like, he'll just shred oh, anything. If it's not mine, that that changes things. It's not, no, it doesn't. I'm telling you, it still oh, hurts. It, it still, still hurts. hurts. Oh. And then when we get we got to the end of it. At the very end of it, there's like a thing that you have had with you the entire time. And it's a, it's a now destroy this. And we're all like, oh, but the, the, not the thing. So it's, it's, but it gets easier. And if you come out the other end with your own unique game that you can just play, mm-hmm. I'm I'm okay with like I have sitting way up there uh, Clank Legacy, which we're going to dive into in the new year. And that's the same kind of thing. Like you're putting stickers on the board forever. Don't know what's going to happen. But Sagrada Legacy, I, I don't think is going to be like that. I'm not, I, I don't. Based on what I was told, I don't think so either. Yeah, it sounds like you, it's more like a pandemic legacy that you, you play and you've had the experience and you know, you are, 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 are finished. Oh, well, I just got an email pop up on my screen saying, fill in your pledge manager to get your game. And I do not recognize the company at all. So I don't, Bazite Games, B-A-Z-Z-I-T-E? That is not, I don't think that. No, I, it means nothing to me. So I'll be okay. curious to, to, to know what that is. You know why? You're big time. That's why. Well, I am talking to you. That does show how big time no, I am. No, they didn't know I was here. <laughs> they, when they hit send, it's all you. <laughs> well, no, it's just been in the holding pattern for years. <laughs> until, was, until just now. Okay. Yeah. You know, and if ever people get you on their show, they, they, they send, they send <laughs> the game. Release the hounds, release the email. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so the last last one, short question is kind of the short topic we have is, there's always games that you feel like you should love and you just don't for whatever reason. What, what, what are so some of the, those games? Because, you know, like you, you see rolling, right? You're like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. But sometimes it's just that they, they just don't work. Any come to you come to mind off the top of your head? Um, this one isn't a roller uh, per se, but this game that people seem to really like and it just never clicked with me, Santorini. People, I've heard, you know, people love the original. They love the New York version. I've heard so many wonderful things. I picked it up and I played it. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I was just like, I yeah. don't. It just didn't click with me. Yeah, and, you know, I'm with you on that one. Like, I got it for my, my niece and it was fun to play with her. But, you know, she was seven at the time. And then the powers, like, some uh, some of the powers are just so, some are just overpower. Like, you, there's some combinations, but you would never win. Yeah, it's why would you ever choose this part? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. and the vast majority of the board game nerds would be like, You're wrong, 
with that one. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't. But to be fair, I never thought I would love that game when I saw it. You know, I, I got it because I was I read that it's good for to play with the seven year olds. Like, okay, I'll get that one. But yeah, for me, the big one is is Gloomhaven. I like it, and we we played it, and I have Jaws of the Lion. We're playing that too, but it's is it too much content. Is it just there's no real story? Like it's just it. We finished all two and a half years of playing the original Gloomhaven, however many games that was 40, 50, whatever. Couldn't tell you what happened. No idea. Like we ended the gloom. How do I know that? Because the last mission was called The End of Gloom. Like, but then you were gloomy. So that it really wasn't ended then. True. Oh, it's deep. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. So that, that's, that, that's a big one, one for, for me. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess. And then. The other one is Wingspan, which I've only played on, on the app, but we talked about a little bit earlier. I don't know if we were rec- uh, recording it, but everyone loves it. And I just, I don't, I don't get it. I like it. It just, no, no, I like the game. I think it's a really good game. I'm just, I'm happy about his success. Elizabeth, Elizabeth oh, I can't talk. Elizabeth Hargrave is, is phenomenal. She's, she's great. I'm happy for his success. I'm just honestly surprised that it's taken off the way it did because. Ooh, nice pun. <laughs> I mean, you know, the good housekeeping articles and all. It's appealed to so many people who are not hobbyists and enthusiast board gamers. And I'm very curious to know. And it's wonderful if people can get into an engine building game like that and really have fun with it because it's not really, it's a great game, but it is not, I don't know, it's a casual friendly, it's not really a casual friendly game. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't grab you, and it doesn't doesn't grab you either. And there are some games of that, I'm going to say ilk, which sounds bad, but I don't mean it in a bad way, like Ticket to Ride. Like, I like Ticket to Ride. I like Ticket to Ride. I, I will play that pretty much any time, but I, Wingspan, I just can't get into it. And I, Oh, no, I like the game. I just, I, I'm just surprised that some of the people who are not hobbyist board mm, gamers are so enthusiastic about it. I'm just like, I'm thinking, if you can get into Wingspan, understand it, like I, I like to think that that will create a thirst and a hunger. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunger, see how, see how I did that for uh, for more games of that type, for more engine builders. From, but I don't know. I, I don't know who's keeping stats. I don't know if anybody is. I don't know how you do that. But just I wonder how many people who got in who are not hobbyists and enthusiast board gamers picked up Wingspan, played at somebody's house, liked it, either went out and bought it for themselves, and or started buying more hobbyist board games i'm very curious because it's not like i have not played it with my own family only because i feel like if i say engine building they're gonna walk away from the table <laughs> add that to the list of things that you just don't you don't say at the table yeah just yeah you so, just goes the, the, the game and we're going to do things sit down kids yeah like they like splendor like i play splendor with them they also beat me but I didn't win, which was weird. Not that I had to win, but they weren't doing the engine building part. They were just like using gold to get high point cars and then just holding, hoarding the different <laughs> the different resources and then winning. I'm like, it's supposed to be building an engine, not hoarding. But well, it worked. Clearly, you don't know how me. you don't know how wealth works in the world. So you just hoard it and then you win. Yeah, like, clearly it, I don't. I'm, yeah. I was over here trying to like do it the long way. They're just like, no, that's worth seven or whatever. I'll, give me that. And I'm like, 
that that's the how you're supposed to play this game. Well, well, clearly that you need to be paying attention to what they're teaching you here because that that is clearly how it goes. I would be very curious to know if you know five six years from now when the the new crop of board game media people you know start like really doing their stuff. How many of them were introduced through Wingspan? I would suspect like a lot, probably. Yeah. Or at least people who are really into into the hobby, like if you're going on Board Game Geek or the Board Game Group or whatever, and said, "What was the first game?" I would, you know, how many people would would list Wingspan? Or if it's not quite there yet, you know, how long is the journey from Wingspan to diving into whatever you know the, the other stuff? The or, wingspan to Twilight Imperium, you know, pipeline is is quite large. Yeah, that's a, that seems that feels like a long pipeline, and it's obvious. It's an obvious direct connection between wingspan. Well, we're just waiting for the, you know, like Monopoly has their different versions for the wingspan Twilight Imperium version to come out, where you know, instead of races, you're just a different bird or whatever. Space birds, right? That'll sell. Space birds, metal wings, I and mean, it, it writes itself. Oh yeah, you know, got got those, you know, like a. Uh, lightsaber talons and stuff there you go just don't claw yourself you know <laughs> yeah you know any if there's any publishers listening to this you can Go you on. can you can buy this idea from us you can't have it but you can buy it from us you can send us a check you know after you've made you know millions and remember yeah. that that we said this yeah and you know we'll, we're we're generous we'll just take 90 percent of the gross that sounds good yeah that's not everything yeah we're generous exactly giving yeah right all right well, this has been the, the perhaps the rambliest episode I've done lately. I think it's indicative of, of, of my state of mind right around the holidays. But before we jump in to talk about the game, our feature game for the week, we got to do the sponsor bump. So same commercial as last time, everybody. But I will add that if you go down into the description, you can get a 60-day platinum membership to Sovereignty. And if you join their Discord, there is now a Hungry Gamer specific chat room where you can do live chat if you want. We can play games with voice chat, all those things. So make sure you check it out and enjoy the well, the commercial again right now. And then a commercial plays. And now a word from our sponsor. Play some games? I just can't play games with you today. Not tonight. They just dropped Far Cry 6 and I, I need to get into that. Yeah, nah, mate. Sorry, i got to put those prawns in the barbie. Ah, uh, no. No, no. I, I don't think we can. There's, like a, there's a football game on, right? Yeah, yeah. we got to play football. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I've got that really important unboxing of Spider-Man Uno. Look, it says it's fast and fun for everyone. I wish I could, but I have rehearsal. I would. Just one small problem. You're 5,000 miles away. Yeah, sorry, man. I can't. I'm heading over to the Milk Shack today. They are having a sale to die for. Uh, tonight's the night for my noggin waxing. Sorry, I can't. I have to water my artificial plants. I guess no one wants to play games with me. Hey, you want to play some board games? Well, how do I do that? There's a whole community of people waiting to play with you. Really? I can come right now? Right now, but particularly on Tuesday nights. <laughs> okay, let's go! Sovereignty. Play board games in a 3D environment on any device. Play smarter. You can find more information about Sovereignty in the description of this podcast or video.
Okay, welcome back, everybody. So, again, thank you to Sovereignty for continuing to support Boards and Brews. And again, check out the description for links to all the things and your free Platinum 60-day membership. Totally worth checking that out. Uh, you added something to our outline here at the bottom you know, of what is your least favorite game mechanic. And so what, to, tell me all about that. Okay, I mentioned uh, area control not being one of my favorites. But I would have to say my least favorite game mechanic is probably bidding. I never, and I, I think is I play games with mechanics that I necessarily don't like. You know, you get over it, whatever. It's not, it's not my favorite, whatever. But I think like bidding, I think having to make a bid always just, I don't know, I, I, I don't like, I'll do it, but I don't like doing it. Yeah, the Now, is it that you, those games where you, you can make a bid and then if you don't win the bid, you just lose everything? Or is it just bidding period? Because I'm thinking about, like furnace, where it's about bidding, but sometimes you bid to lose, because when you lose in furnace, you get paid out. You get um, paid out something, so you actually have to lose some bids in order to progress in the game. But I can see where you're coming from. There was a game that I played, one of the earlier hobby games I played, called um, I want to say Infamy is what it was called, and someone randomly brought it. I actually owned it for a little bit because it was fun, but it's a bidding game, but when you would bid, you had to make a payment to be allowed to bid. And that payment was gone no matter what. Like a, uh, and so, you know, if I'm one if we were both bidding on you know, Subastral, whoever wins gets it, I would have to pay that 20 bucks just to be allowed to then bid the other money. The rest of the money I'd get back if I lost, but I'd still be out that, that 20 bucks. And it was kind of a clever mechanic. It made you be careful with your money, but really depressing when you go through a round and literally win nothing and just lose stuff. Or just whittle away the little you have by going into bids that you never win over and over until the point where, like, even it's not even big because you don't really have enough to even play anything. Yeah, just go back to your corner and watch someone else win. No, there are games where it costs you, like you just said, it costs you a little bit more to even enter into a, a scenario where you can bid, but I don't know. Like it's funny. Um, one game I didn't mention earlier. I played. You ever played Ten from mm -hmm. AG? It's the same uh, designers as Truffle Shuffle and uh, Point Salad. It's a bidding mechanic in that game, but it's not. It didn't bother me as much. I guess I I do the same thing when I play video games. Like I never. I'll play a game where I have to upgrade and or augment certain abilities and things, and I always hoard. Yep. I never I never wanted like not have anything. So I'm always like, oh no, I don't I, don't I never care. drink my dumb potions. I just I'll do that, but I won't buy them. Or if I or if I well, maybe I won't either. Well, no, I mean like a health potion or whatever. Like, sure, because you're gonna die, but all the other stuff, like you know, the be you know, some kind of buff for like two minutes or whatever, I I never use them because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna need those later. I, I do the same thing. And that's kind of the same reason why I'm like, I don't want to bid because ah yeah so i don't know that's just that and like air control i'll still do it but air control is not one of my favorite things either just because you can visually like you know when you're losing but in a game where you can visually just look and see how poorly you're doing it kind of for me after a while it kind of takes me out of it like i'm not going to be able to turn this around and it's just staring me in the face this whole time until i just slowly crawl 
to my inevitable death at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny. One of the area control is not one of my favorites either. There's a few games that really have stuck with me. One is a, I previewed it. I think it's supposed to be delivering later this year. It's called Theurgy. And that's, you know, area control and you're building these temples around the, the board. And it's, you know, every player is representing this almost forgotten God. You're trying to bring back your religion in this you know, world that's starting to discover science. You know, by science, I say like alchemy type stuff. So you got the non-believers, you know, whatever. And it's a fun game. But even when your stuff gets destroyed, you get to leave the ruins of your temple, which are still worth some point. So even by being beaten, you're still progressing through the game. And so that's one of the reasons why, why I like that one so much. But on the other flip side, actually, I just played a game that I'm supposedly I'm previewing at at some point I played it at PAX is huge buckets of plastic game with airships. And it was neat. It's called uh, the Aldara reborn. And the demo was just two rounds and I ran away with it score wise in those two rounds. But at the end of that two rounds, I'd been wiped off the map. And so the question that I have is, well, what happens next? Like I've been wiped off the map and yes, I get resources, but everyone gets resources. So have I just, am I just going to spend the next two hours puttering around and, you know, to my inevitable, inevitable demise, or is something more going to happen? And I think that's kind of the challenge with area control. And one of the reasons why I often don't, don't like it nearly as much, you know, kind of like you, I'm also bad at them. Like it's, I have a very hard time holding my, my, my holdings. I want to, you know, I got it. I've done, I want to move on. But no, you got to be there and hold on to these things, which is maintain in order, to, in order to win and grow. Yeah, yeah. The last time I was playing, um, before uh, X games, I often do that. The one called Fractal, which is coming out, I was playing with my my buddy, and I was whooping up on him. But I, you know, he just came around the back and just slowly destroyed every single one of my planets because I just left some guy named Fred on them to, you know, to guard it, and I, you know, he had this whole fleet, and it just doesn't. This doesn't really work for me in general. But so uh, I'm with you on here. I think my least favorite mechanic is deck building. Really? For deck building's sake. Oh. Like Dominion. I have zero interest in playing games like that. I really don't like, and I've said this many times, I really don't like when you're buying cards or just all they do is let you buy more cards. I find that more now deck building as part of something else like deck building and clank. I like that because you're using the cards, you're doing something, you're moving around or in the game that I'm super excited about from Plat Hat, the familiar tales, like you're doing some deck building there, but you're doing this deck building to, you know, fight monsters and you're moving around the board and you're doing skill checks and all these things. That's exciting, but just deck building to deck build. No, thanks. Uh, hard pass for me. I like dominion. I, I've, I've only played it like maybe two years ago. I've, I've not been playing it for how long it's been out. Um, but the deck builder that really sunk his teeth into me at first was Mystic Veil. But that that's the deck building and card crafting all kind of in one. I really, really like that game. I like Shards of Infinity as well. All right. But, now, now, maybe you can summon in Mystic I played Mystic Veil once and I was exceedingly disappointed. That is a game really? that, that I should have liked. What's wrong with you? I guess that's the question. What's wrong with you? Because the game is fine at you. So many things, but I just—it's the card craft. Like it has these pretty pictures, but they're all tiny and they don't do anything. I just like I was—the idea was so cool, but like you look at these cards and it's just like oh, I have a little so picture, good, little picture, so little good. Picture. Oh wow, amazing! Get out of here! I don't need that. The same it's thing not with, for everybody. Yeah, same thing with canvas. 
which I thought I was going to like even more. That's because, the game where you actually you can like hang it on the wall. That game. Yes, it does. Oh. I actually, but uh, uh, I actually I sent it actually to Alex Radcliffe because he was looking to back the new one. I was like, ah, oh, you can yeah, take take mine. Like I don't, I, I just don't, I don't care. But I that I would have known you. Think I would have raised my hand, you know, higher than Alex's because I, I, I well, you're taller than he is, so that would have been easy. I didn't meet him. I am taller than him. Yes. Yeah, but in that one, you're using the like. I love the idea of the clear cards. I love it. I just it just wasn't exciting. Like so I'm waiting for someone to may use that clear card card building and make it awesome. In, did you play okay, did you play the like physical version of Missing Veil or you played the digital? I love that. I'm just curious. The, the the physical I didn't realize there was a digital, but oh, the, it's on everything. It's on mobile, it's on the Switch. It's I mean, I have I have it on Steam. I can play it on anything. Well, maybe I'll pick it up on Switch and you can beat me. I played it at origins actually it was one of the games that i was like i think i'd like this i think i'd like this and i saw, i just walked around and i was like someone's gonna be playing this and i just walked around until i found somebody and i you know i was like i'm gonna play can i play is that, is that okay but i was asking but i wasn't really asking i was kind of you know i'm playing this game yeah you know i was kind of ag- aggressively asking they were lovely let me play and i, I was playing through and like halfway through i was like so when's it gonna get good I didn't say that because they were they were really enjoying it, but that is how I felt. I was like, I mean, teach the wrong. I'm just I just because I re- that game really it sunk its teeth into me. Like I I own like the the conclave thing. I mean, I love that game. Well, that, then bring it to Origins. We'll, we'll we'll play, and I will give you a running commentary on why I'm bored the whole way through. It'll be good. I'll tell you what. Pick it up on I don't know Switch or Steam or even iOS or Android, and I'll I'll play with you. It's 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 I don't know it might not you know maybe you'll like it more there because maybe just the having to do the card crafting with the physical game was just like you felt like you were exerting so much energy for just a little reward whereas you're just clicking it you know just clicking and dragging on the yeah they just weren't it wasn't as pretty as I wanted it to be like you know I just wanted How it to be like pretty were you expecting it to be like really pretty it the art is wonderful I don't it's like so that. small is it though. You yeah. mean like the icon, like the, like the the blue gems, all that, all like the iconography no, stuff for the resources. Actual pictures, those tiny little like one inch by inch and a half little pictures. Oh. Wow. Yeah, we got to play the the digital version now because <laughs> I, I the, 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 that game is so good. I just thought I I don't know I I love that game. I'm happy that this does not compute for you. I, I don't get it. Like I said, like the <laughs> Dominion thing. I got I got you because it feels. I think you feel like it's just rote. Yeah. I'm just exchanging this stuff to exchange more stuff. Like I'm unlocking the ability to unlock. <laughs> you know? yeah. Great. What's next? Yeah, but, but fail, fail is fail is that game. Now, did did you like the the follow up the I think Edge of Darkness it was called I think something like that. I have not played that one. I've only I've played the base and two or three of the expansions. I didn't even play the the solo version Nemesis that uh, one that that they brought out. Oh, I I'd like to. I just haven't. No, but 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 you did you did get it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I, I went all in on some Mystic Veil. That that is my jam. Have you played Shards of Infinity? Only on the app. Only okay. on the app. What did you think of that? It's fun. Okay. Yeah, it's it's one that I, that I will play on the app every now and then. I'm not going to buy it, and you know a, a real version. I but, have it, but I've never actually. I think I played it once, and I had the solo expansion. I played the app like. Uh, hundreds of times 
Yeah, there, there's very there's a couple games like that. There, there's very few of the games that are, have a good app that I also want the actual version. There is one deck dungeon. I like to actually still own that in the box version because rolling dice is fun. I have one of the expansions physically, but I think I have it on Steam and the Switch. Yeah, and I'm All weird. Those Oink games that came just came. You know, they had the Let's Play Oink games. I think like five or six just came out on the Switch like last week. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't turned it's my like Switch 20, on in a while. Not it's like, like twenty bucks, so I'm like, yeah, I probably need to get that. I have some Oink games that are like Deep Sea is on there, some other ones. Um, yeah, I need to get that because you can right, play them I'll, online too. I'll go. I'll go check out Mystic Veil. Vale. I'll, I'll ponder it. We'll see. I might have to have a drink or two before I'm willing to to throw down. Wow. For it. <laughs> yeah. hey, whatever works i guess but that's <laughs> such a good game man I, I don't but but you know nothing is nothing as universal appeal you know yeah, but, but to the point different. i wish i thought of it earlier like that is a game that i was sure i was gonna love you know sometimes you go to a convention you can kind of blame the people you're playing with it's just not a good experience no the the, the two guys are playing who are just some of the loveliest people ever Despite the insults and the insults they were no, throwing at you, kicking those, you in the shin under the table. All those inside, come on now. Everything, not, is, everything is not for everyone. So that's, yeah. yeah the, the only other game I have, an app that I've actually kept the physical version is Sentinels of the Multiverse. And I have the app, but I never played it. And the app's really good. Um, they, they, that, the app is a very good rendition of it. But Sagrada's good too. That's another good app. Oh, I've heard that. I haven't actually played the app. I have the the real one. Actually, was, I bought it for my wife. It's it's hers, but we, we have that. She saw the Sagrada when it was still well, it's still being built. Now it's been being built for like I don't know what two hundred years or something. But it's it's almost done, and so she's she's very excited about it actually being finished. And supposedly we're going to go back and see it. It's funny when the we were early on in twenty twenty. I was playing a ton of a ton more mobile of. Uh, conversions of board games i was playing a lot of them on my phone on my tablet and i feel like as time has gone on i just don't play them as much i don't know why well you're starting to be able to you know play play, play with with humans a little more in meat space is my guess yeah that that that's a contributing factor but i mean i was i mean gone strong clever was like that that was five five seconds like whatever i just gone strong clever you know what oh yeah so is that, is that, is clever is that game your, your your jam rolling right it is it is. I'm not. I'm not great at it, but I do like it. All right. So you were mad at me about Mystic Veil. I've never played Conchon Clever. Oh, I, I, I can't. I, I can't. I mean, you never. You haven't played it. I mean, yeah, it I, is what it is. I, I expected you to, to to have a visceral reaction to. How could you not play? Oh, I'm, I'm making an effigy of you off camera. Don't, don't don't get me wrong. Oh, good. I hope I hope I get to see it afterwards. I hope you're making it a dice. No dice. You're making it a clear card. You're stacking, you monster. Well, of course. Got to be. You know, that will piss you off more. Oh yeah, because gosh, that should be such a great mechanic. Oh, have you played the the cloud cloud age, something like that? It's a new one has the clear cards, and you have like clouds, and you can only see some of the stuff that's like in theory down that below. One. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Though. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Well, I don't know anyone who's played it, but that was the idea. I just anything that has clear cards, I'm just assuming that you love now. Okay. Um, I do own Custom Heroes. I played it once and never played my copy of it. I, I was, as I was told by one of the gentlemen from AG, that before Mystic Veil came out, they wanted to release a game that had the card crafting system to kind of see if people would be into it. I don't know if Custom Heroes 
was immensely popular. I know it was they're big in Japan, like labeling, but I guess it did well enough such that they were like, all right, let's invest more into Aren't you really big in Japan? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Shame. <Good work. laughs> so our feature game this week is one that you introduced me to at PAX, and we wound up playing every single morning before we started. Introduced other people to most people liked it. Some people, Jason Perez was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm leaving. But it was early. Yeah, boy. I, it's, it was hilarious. But his brain was not working at that time. It just, but I, can, I can relate to that. We're like, you know, had it been four hours from then, he'd have been fine. But, you know, it, it, it's a thing. Yeah. And it was the last day. But, you know, so Subastral is one that you had in your bag. Mm-hmm. Your kids gave it to you for Father's Day. And you're like, I should play this game. Because Father's Day was a long time ago. Tell us about Subastral. What is it? You know, the very quick overview. So Subastral is uh, is designed by uh, Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle. I think we're two-thirds of Motor City Motor City games. They Fleet the Dice game, Three Sisters, those games. Anyway, it's a car game where you have these, uh, communally, you have these six cloud cars in front of you. And each cloud card has one or two cars underneath it. And it's a tableau building game where on your turn, you are placing a card from your hand into one of the piles, one of those six cloud card areas. Now, if you place your card on to wherever you place your card on one through six, if you place it on, let's say three, then one or two, whatever cards are there, you can take either one of those piles, put them in your hand. But any number that's larger than the pile in which you placed, you can take those cards, put them in your tableau. So what you're doing is you're building a tableau in front of you, going from left to right. The problem is you can only score if you continue from left to right. So if you have gaps, you only you go as far as that gap. So if you had one card, a space, and then like six other cards, great. But you're only going to score that one card because you have a gap. So it's about and then cards have certain rarity in it, but like you know, the three dots means a lot of them, two means less, one means they're they're rare. I should say frequency, whatever. Um, it's fun, it's tableau building. You're just building out the cars in front of you, and it gets tough because if you if you're like me, don't pay attention at first to if the card you pick to be your leftmost card is rare, you might find it really difficult to build out that tableau because there's fewer of the cards that you have to begin one of your uh, rolls with, which can doom you, which it kind of did for most of those six games. But I had fun anyway. What you're collecting are different, I guess, biomes. Yes. You're collecting desert and forest, and but there's, there's eight of them. So there's a whole bunch of different things. And the thing that really got me about this game was you think you want to get cards in your hand. But you don't really, because it's really hard to get cards out of your hand into your tableau. Yes, unless you cheat. Is that how you won? I didn't win. <laughs> oh, so I guess you didn't <laughs> cheat. I never uh, cheated. I didn't win. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I did. I had one game. I took a picture of it. That it was just what felt like an epic play. And every other game that I played, it was just. It was just terrible. But I, I had the one game where I got the set of eight twice. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was a good one. And the, 72 points for that, I believe. Yeah, something, something huge. And so what's interesting, so the, as you're playing, you have to put, you know, as the cards go horizontally, those are worth far more points than getting lots of, than getting your cards in the columns. 
Yeah. And but it's a very simple game. Like if if you were looking at the the cards and the the setup right now, pretty almost anybody could play. There's a couple little other rules, like if you take from the one and the draw six. from the six, there's a yeah. couple little things, but it's that's really it. It's very small, very quick, and it's all about just kind of just constructing your tableau. So what do you like about it? I, I like everything you kind of just said. It is just next to like really no setup other than putting the six cards out there. It plays really quickly once people get it. And like like you mentioned, putting stuff on the one and six, you have to remember if you put it on the one or six, you can also take from or put in your hand or put into your tableau what's on the other one, sort of a loop around kind of thing. So that, it plays pretty fast. And I think the what worked really for me is the limitations on the building of your tableau. The fact that you once you have a card down, it's stuck in that column. Yep. And the long it's a 20 minute game, but the long lasting ramifications of making that mistake early on by putting as your first card the the, the one the one daughter or whatever it might be. It's just and then to try to dig yourself out of that hole, it's possible. It is. But, but you're regretting your life choices that next 20 minutes as you try to somehow solve it. And I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't say the thing that maybe brought us the most joy was the rule book. Which... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember the exact wording, so, but if you do, what, what was the rule that was very important that we knew? I'm pretty sure that the, the rule book specifies with specificity that the first player would go first, which is <laughs> which everyone else yeah, everyone listening is like what but oh. it, it brought us so much joy because when aaron was teaching he went back and he read that like three times <laughs> it's like the first play as if there was going to be more i don't know but no that's it i just want you to know that if you are first you go first yep and that's a new one for me and, and the rest of the the rules seemed like it was a pretty good rule book, but just that weirdness that was in there is just great. I, I think the other thing that that I particularly enjoyed about it is, and I referenced it was just it plays against some of the common strategies in a set collection game because, and a lot of times, set collection game, I'll just get as many cards as I can. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about studies and sorcery, if there's a big fat pile. I'm just going to take that pile. It it doesn't matter what's in it because I'm going to be able to use those cards for so many things, but it turns it on its head because you're only playing cards that you pick up from somewhere else. So if you want to get a card out of your hand, you have to put it down and hope that Aaron doesn't take it. And it's very, very challenging. We kept kind of saying to each other, like, hey, if it's a card you really, really want, just don't focus on it because chances are it will not be there when a time it's your turn. Yeah, the first time with that. Just know that. Yeah, the first time we played, we played four players. It, 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 I was joking, but not really. I was like, I'm just going to stop looking at the board until it's my turn, yeah. because all that comes from that is heartache. Yep, every time. You know, there, there'll be a nice, but that's also really fun that it just regularly happens that you know that someone's going to take what you want, and it's that lovely frustration. But it feels so good when you take the next person. Oh, yeah. with, oh beautiful because they inevitably sigh there's there's something that lets you know like they really wanted those cards happen it's so good and you know even though i'm probably gonna lose i'm winning at this moment i don't think anybody was actively hate drafting because everyone needs all the cards that's true we do 
and and so it's it's there aren't really any strategies per se beyond because you know you you want to get those horizontal column uh, those horizontal rows like that's what you need to do so everyone is doing going for the same thing and i think what's interesting is that after playing it six times i still want to play it again because it's not like there's a ton of different things going on at least it didn't seem so to me you play more of this kind of game so maybe you can correct me there no there's not it, it really is what's in front of you what's available when it's your turn that's that's your reality what happens before or after that kind of doesn't even matter because you don't have it anyway. And so and I think that would probably be the only thing that I would point out as something that's perhaps, you know, to something to, to watch for if you're you know, running out and buying it right now is that there's not a ton of depth to the game. There's not. But that that little it's kind of like, you know, playing in the edge of the ocean. It's still real fun. Not a lot of depth, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's there's something there. There's something that clicked enough for us to go. Because I wonder, you asked me, did you bring it? I was like, no, I don't think I did. Oh no, I do have it. <laughs> okay, and, let's and, play again. And I was going to get up and walk out of the room if you actually didn't have it. You, you did threaten that, yes. I did, and you were like, oh gosh, I hope I don't have it. But <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I went back to the locker. I went, nope, oh, got it. Yeah, the um, you unballed your fist and went, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> these <laughs> tiny little things are so threatening. <laughs> you better have it so, right. so, so like being, being being punched by an infant um but anyhow so aaron thank you so much for joining me today on kind of a very late notice thank you for introducing me to Substral. and before we go can you leave everybody with your words of gaming wisdom words of get wisdom are would be um play for fun not to win that's good for you after seeing you play Substral. you know exactly where it comes from <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you see me lose many times. So, yes, yeah, and I, I've said this many times. I, I find that the, the less I actually care about winning the game, the more often I win. It's very strange. Yeah, I, no. I want to win, but even if I don't, I, you know, it's yeah. There's only one game that I truly care about winning, and that's just because I haven't ever lost it, and now it's like a thing. Uh, what is that? The vast, mysterious matter. Okay, I've never lost. It's gonna come because it's not an easy game, but. Until then, I care. Like I, like I, I get like the the sweaty palms and you stuff. You have a streak going, and you don't want to see yeah. it. Stop. Yeah, I, I get that. It's like a nine game streak or something, and that's a long game. Okay, that's like, good. that that is like twenty four hours of not losing. Like that's amazing for me. I've not played that one. I've heard of it, but I've not played it. Man, it's so much fun, but boy, the rules overhead on that are just brain melting. Yeah, like I, I don't. There's not a single game that I've played of that that the the win doesn't have an asterisk next to it of, well, this rule was ignored till halfway through. You know, assuming I did this right, one. All right, I'm gonna go maybe this weekend, maybe for Christmas. I'll buy myself, missed, I'll punish myself with Mystic Veil. Wow, punish. And, uh, okay, okay, I see. You. I see. You. <laughs> it will do it, but. In any event, everybody, you can check out down in the description of the video or the podcast where to find. Aaron's work with Game Enthuse. Again, to check out Sovereignty. If you enjoyed this video, like, subscribe, share, all those things. Go to Aaron's videos, make some comments, tell him, just go comment, Mystic Veil is the worst. And just, uh, we'll just, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. But as always, thank you so much for watching, everybody, or listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Got the two calyxes here.
and then I just put up the other one back there. Once that starts to get full, it's time. Well, even probably before that, it's time to start. Time to start the call. And we just moved into this house, and I've already like maximized my calyxes. <laughs> That's fine. You you do. You're a big deal. You're big time. <laughs> I'm not vocal on there. I just I'm a lurker. I just I, I just look. Hey, thumbs up, and then, then I back off. When you're flexing in the board game world, something something wrong with that. And he's just. Ugh.